As this year's general election campaign draws to a close, is it true you can't turn on a television programme without hearing from a politician eager to secure your vote? We're live in Salford for a TV first. It's Boris Johnson versus Jeremy Corbyn. The ITV debate. The leaders debate. The question time special. The Channel 4 climate debate. On the surface, it looks like our leaders are being held to account like never before. You will remain, just to be clear, in a yes or no answer, you're telling us tonight you will remain neutral yes. on the issue of whether or not we should remain within the EU. First heard here on question First time. First heard here on question time. <laughs> Mr Corbyn, thank you very much indeed. The major party leaders have had to answer questions about their plans for the economy, the health service, and most of all, Brexit. I am standing here and telling you honestly what I would do if I was elected as Prime Minister. I would revoke Article 50 and if you vote me into that position, I will do what I've said I will do. But at times, it has seemed that what voters want to know about is not just what policies the politicians are offering, but their own personal integrity, even if they try to dodge that question. So why let's do you think clear, you're being asked that question? Let's be clear, is the failure of politicians to deliver Brexit. Having an election two weeks before Christmas is almost unprecedented. The last December election was almost a century ago. That 1923 vote resulted in a hung parliament, as the major parties may note with a shiver. But across all of the political divide, there is a sense of how important this election is. This election is the most important in our lifetimes. At stake is not just Brexit, but what kind of society we want to be. So what role does television have to play then in helping voters to understand what is at stake in the election? Despite the politicians' love of Facebook Lives or tweeting out policies, mainstream television still has more reach and is more trusted than other media. In an election campaign, though, where the Prime Minister has repeatedly delayed submitting himself to an in-depth interview, and when politicians of all hues have shown preference for the soundbite and the photo opportunity over rigorous questioning, does TV really still have the same influence? Welcome to The Know How, a podcast aimed at bringing academics and professionals together to dissect the pressing matters of today. I'm Dr. Glenda Cooper. And I'm Dr. Lindsay Blumel. Today, our guest is Dorothy Byrne, Head of News and Current Affairs at Channel 4. She made waves with this year's McTaggart Lecture when she accused party leaders of being cowards for not holding themselves up to scrutiny. In her new book, Trust Me, I'm Not a Politician, she talks about the need for journalists to help restore faith in democracy. Byrne is particularly concerned about the way politicians have conducted themselves in this election. In the past, it was customary for party leaders to be grilled on their policies daily. This has now disappeared in favour of the photo op. Trust in politicians has sunk to an all-time low, but I fear that after this election, it will have sunk even lower, and they are not holding themselves accountable. Even in the recent past, British politicians in general elections held a major press conference every morning, generally conducted by the leader themselves, at which they took long and complicated questions about their policies and explained their policies. Mrs Thatcher, why, when the uh, Belgrano, the Argentinian mm. battleship, 
was outside the exclusion zone and actually sailing away from the Falklands. Uh, why did you give the orders to sink it? But it was not sailing away from the Falklands. It was in an area which was a danger to our ships. It's a change from the past. While Margaret Thatcher was hugely unpopular throughout most of her premiership, Byrne points out that Thatcher never shied away from presenting her ideas to voters. Her reputation is of this iron lady ordering people about and um, being very definitive in what she said and lecturing us all like a horrible headmistress. But actually, when you look back, she was there answering very difficult questions at length. She obviously thought she had the right answer, or she wouldn't have gone on maybe, but it's interesting that she saw it as the thing she had to do. The 1960 US election was won by the television debate, when viewers saw Kennedy's performance compared to the then Vice President Richard Nixon. I think Mr. Nixon is an effective leader of his party. I hope he would grant me the same. The question before us is, which point of view and which party do we want to lead the United States? Mr. Nixon, would you like to comment on that statement? I have no comment. Since then, politicians have been acutely aware of the power that television can have. For many, however, the decision has been to try to avoid it in order to control their image. Because they don't want to be asked difficult questions. It's very nice to go around shaking hands with children in schools or patting sick people on the head. It's uh, nice to do your own Facebook talk to the nation. What is harder if you're a politician is to go on TV and Emily Maitlis, Jon Snow, Christian Gurumurthy, Andrew Marr, Andrew Neil, Tom Bradby, whoever they are, asks you hard questions. It's easier just to not go on TV. That's wrong for democracy. And one of my points is that politicians should put the needs of the voter before their short-term selfish gains and losses. Tonight, the first ever leaders' general election climate debate. They've all been invited to explain what they do about the emergency on planet Earth. It was Byrne's own organisation, Channel 4, which was caught up in a row earlier in this campaign. Channel 4 News hosted a climate change debate for all the party leaders. But when Boris Johnson and Nigel Farage declined to take part, they were replaced by ice sculptures of the world instead. The Conservatives reported Channel 4 to Ofcom, although the complaint was then thrown out. Does Byrne regret what Channel 4 News did? It would have been wrong to cancel the debate because two people wouldn't be in it. We couldn't do that. I think, in many ways, it was the best debate we've had so far because we heard uh, a range of views that we hadn't heard anywhere else. I feel that in a lot of other debates and interviews, I'm just hearing the same thing 
being said again and again, you know, either get Brexit done or Donald Trump will control the NHS if you vote Conservative. And it was really interesting and important in the climate debate to hear what the parties thought about what is the most important issue facing the world. That was very much a break from the norm. The failure to be accountable, Byrne believes, has resulted in a collapse of public trust. A survey of 2,000 voters carried out for Channel 5 earlier this year found only 9% thought politicians were trustworthy, something she says they are to blame for. In the past, I think, when politicians were caught out saying something that was misleading or didn't stand up or plain not true, they would have been embarrassed about it. But I think we seem to have left those days behind. Her concern as well is that journalists need to be more outspoken in calling out politicians. She herself called Boris Johnson a known liar in her McTaggart lecture. Coincidentally, perhaps, a few days later, Mr Johnson cancelled a planned interview with Channel 4 News at a G7 summit. This punishment of journalists who step out of line can have a chilling effect. One of the things that I have objected to is that some television journalists have been loath to say something's untrue when it is untrue because they don't want to offend too much or they think that's just not British and going too far. However, I think we're moving on from that because the other night I heard Emily Maitlis say again and again to a Conservative, that's a lie. So at the time I gave my lecture, other journalists didn't want to use the word lie, but I think they've heard so many lies recently, they've started using the word lie. Television journalists also have to be wary of following a newspaper agenda. In the UK, television news is regulated, so news programmes must be impartial. There is no such obligation for the partisan press. The danger is when inflammatory headlines or agendas are slavishly followed up by TV reporters. I think that there are some television channels who pay too much attention to the agenda set by newspapers, and we mustn't do that. Uh, the majority of newspapers uh, probably have a right-wing bias and therefore if we're to be duly impartial we certainly can't follow their agenda but nor can we follow the agenda of the Guardian or the Mirror. Journalists themselves have to adhere to high standards. Channel 4 News had to apologise last week to the Prime Minister after a subtitle error on their Twitter account suggested that he had said people of colour rather than people of talent. But television news generally remains an important and trusted source. A report by the regulator Ofcom shows that 71% of people trust TV news and 75% rely on it as their main form of news. I also think that journalists should stick up for their trade more. We shouldn't be apologetic about ourselves. You literally cannot have a democracy without a free press. What we do is really vital for society. And we've got to stick up for ourselves more. 
and say, I think what I do is fantastic. I don't mean I'm a fantastic journalist. I mean that the trade of journalism is a noble trade, just as being a politician, that's a noble thing to do. So we need to show respect for each other's trades and professions here. One, we will negotiate a credible leave deal with the European Union. <laughs> Let me finish, please. I've got to, I'm trying to answer the gentleman's question. Does the truth matter in this election? I think it does. And I, I think it's very important. I think it's very important to hear from... I've been very clear. One of the most striking aspects of this election campaign has been the public's reaction when they have been able to question politicians. As both Johnson and Corbyn have found, it has not only been anger they've faced, but derision. I was really disturbed and upset by the laughter in the ITV debate. I've been involved in making political TV programmes for nearly 40 years. I have never heard British people laugh with derision throughout a programme. I've heard them clap or boo. And I think after this election is over, politicians have all got to ask themselves, what is going wrong? if people are just laughing at us. Because if you laugh at all the politicians equally, which they seem to do, it's not long before you're just laughing at the idea of democracy. Byrne points to parallels in the US, where, since Trump came to power, that young voters are increasingly turning away from the idea of democracy as a form of government. That is terrifying. The idea that democracy wouldn't be swept away by a fascist leader, but it would be eroded by a public loss of trust, is, is that's terrifying. And we mustn't get the, to that place. We have got the public journalists and politicians to help the public regain trust in politicians, because if they don't, they've lost trust in democracy. You've been listening to The Know How, the podcast that dissects pressing issues with academics and experts. It was presented by Lindsay Blumel and Glenda Cooper and produced by Atina Dimitrova. For more information on this and our other episodes, please go to our website, www.thenowhowpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at Know How Podcast or on Facebook at The Know How Podcast.